0: Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. Kim and I have been talking to each other and working out uh, what we think about this for about four years, I think. Um, we uh, worked together on the clock to hack, which was maybe three years ago now. Uh, and prior to that. we spent quite a lot of time working out what that <coughs> would be and what it meant and what the opportunities were and that um, Culture Hat kind of came out of two things. At the time I was working at the Royal of House, and what I became really aware of is that I got to hear a lot of other people improvising uh, and kind of creating work and in my job I had to write documents which was kind of um, less interesting. And uh, what I wanted to know was, how could we start kind of creating visual work in a more natively artistic way, basically? And that, what would we be making out of? Well, the m- material <coughs> was data. And when we started talking about it, the problem that we had was, oh, actually, where is the cultural data? We don't really know. And uh, coming on to now, over the last three months, we've been working together on the, a data um, repository, which we'll talk about in a moment, um, which is a way to start kind of... I not just... Mm, mm, mm. Make life slightly easier. However, as we way, away, we've found a lot of quite interesting, interesting things out. And what we're going to do now for the next like quarter of an hour is have a chat about them. So, uh, can I just go like that so that will work? Yeah, okay. So, what? So, the kind of people
1: who have seen me floating around on the internet over the last few weeks about God, I've got a difficult talk about the point of cultural data and value of cultural data and the one, I don't know <laughs> we kind of came to the conclusion that actually um, for any cultural institution um, the kind of the point of open data and sort of working with it as an institution is Basically, part of being properly in being the properly properly. <coughs> um, And Rachel's amazing point was that um, you know you think about sort of the um, DNA and uh, the Exhibition Road kind of uh, big cultural institutions in London. They were all kind of set up in the 1850s as kind of the way of collecting and the way of evidence and culture. And that actually the internet digital collections, digital cultural outputs are now just a kind of new paradigm of collecting and evidence in culture. So we kind of started thinking about where uh, I guess kind of cultural culture and data would overlap
0: And it kind of turns out that it's everything. Yeah. Uh you know the problem is, I suppose, we've been thinking for quite a long time that okay, what we need here is we need um, library we need data, we need, we need visual art, we need a bit, we need adults, but that actually kind of what's happened in the last 30 years is the internet is a big bucket of of, of culture, and there's lots of culture that hasn't been collected or curated or um, understood however when you have the long lens in a hundred years we don't really know what will be interesting or of of merit and this is kind of where it becomes really important that all the kind of data that we know as cultural data so life degrees of has to be in. Has to be interoperable with um, with the um, wider world, because if it isn't, it becomes irrelevant quite quickly, and and begins to to fade away. Um, and I suppose what we've always been quite interested in, but I haven't quite managed to do, is actually how can you start properly mashing it up? How can you start taking out of its context into others um, generally at uh, kind of labs that we've run you get a lot of maps because it's really easy uh, you get a lot of things where people uh, you later know, on to full square um, what you don't really have is people kind of taking the, the text of a book and uh, geolocating it, or turning it all, I don't know, um, making it into a cultural product in its own right. And I suppose there's this really interesting opportunity where we are, that just to go back here, we're a little bit kind of over here in the culture, and that actually there's a, a really interesting debate beginning. Yeah. You know. So I
1: mean, that's that's happening of course because everyone in the room is kind of aware of um you know all the guys that are working in this kind of creative space, working with data as an autistic medium, uh working with the network as a kind of um uh um, of culture, I don't know, that sounds really art <laughs> fancy it's the that
0: you know if you if you think about visual art it would be really strange if the painters only painted paintings painting, you know like paintings of other pictures they paint the world at large and that actually cultural data ought to become a way of, un- of, un- of understanding the, the, the world rather than an outcome of it yeah. So that there's a
1: lot of kind of interesting um, rhetoric in the, the cultural industries. So, um, I've kind of, I've spent a, a couple of weeks down, um, in what I've really described as a ghastly white paper, hellhole, um, reading sort of loads of bits of cultural policy and, and positioning papers that have been written over the last sort of ten years. And um, one of the things that comes out really strongly in them is this kind of sense of, of a value chain and, and a proof of mm-hmm. value of culture as a country. So, this idea that kind of at one end you have like cultural production, you have artists, and then that flows through a kind of chain through a marketplace, and then that flows out to a kind of collections in the heritage industry, and then to education from the back of those, and you can kind of plot a course through this. And actually, where all of our data is sort of aggregating and where it's, it's all the action is happening is kind of in that heritage and education end of things. Beginning to happen now at this end in the kind of the creation of work because we're beginning to get to look at this kind of an interesting, um, what's vicious circle, very no, virtuous. Virtuous, virtuous circle. Most of um, but there's this kind of weird gap in the middle as well where the kind of actually the um expressions of value and point and the kind of market data is still very hidden. Oh,
0: and I think that kind of plays to I don't know, is there anybody here who works in of the arts? who's kind of into kind of arts lingo um, <laughs> like right now kind of digital means sort of mostly marketing, posting ops it's kind of digital in terms of the policy um, frameworks that we have it doesn't really know how to cope with born digital work it's all about did the digital as an apparatus as it were and it, it, it tends to be between kind of marketing and outreach and making things happen and we're in this kind of weird world where in the arts now, digital includes cinema which is kind of, which wouldn't be <coughs> happening in any other uh, market as it were and what it's not really doing is it's not talking about the core digital assets that we actually have to work um, with and make the things out of. And so in order to articulate it, we try to make a thing. Mm.
1: Mm. So I don't know if I am ready to talk to you a yeah. So Rachel kind of came to me, well, Rachel came and put out a call um months ago now, yeah, exactly. saying, you know, we're looking for somebody, a couple of freelancers, to build us a, a database of open cultural data. And, you know, it's a small thing, like, do some research. And it sounds, you know, I have some downtime, it sounds like a, a valuable thing to do with my time um, working with good people. So, the kind of, the needs for the site is it's it's a little bit selfish. Um, but obviously... Uh, culture hackers mm-hmm. and organisation works across all of these different data sets. Keeping track of them, if you are not um, a developer or not somebody who's you know hands on with the material, time gets uh, tricky. Uh, it's time consuming. Um And um, there's not a massive. There are a yeah. massive of records in there at the moment. Uh, this is uh, an example from. Uh, Bunch of uh, machine derived images from the British Library collection must be published to and are therefore free to use under um, uh, public domain CC zero licensing. Um, but the idea is just to give a really quick overview and an editorial overview of what the dataset can contain and why it's kind of interesting and what the kind of feel of the material might be. Um, but it's also importantly. We tried to design so that it lived natively where developers and creative technologists would be naturally. So the whole thing is basically built as a set of plain text files sitting in GitHub. And it's all editable in a, a Git repo, it's just marked down. It is the simplest and lightest possible way of doing it a single page of plain text information. Uh, data source. Frankie's done an amazing job. Um, it publishes out both to an HTML view, to an XML view and a JSON view, so that it has a very simple layout. I should say this is under five days of technical development work to get to this point. It's about five days of cranky, about five days of living. Um, but importantly, we started thinking about how do we show what's being done with this stuff? Because we know that we've got this kind of slight um, it's, it's the underpants now you've got them. The uh, steel underpants, <laughs> something profit. There's <But> <laughs> this kind of open data, do a thing, something, profit kind of thing going on. So what does that begin to feel like, that kind of activity that sits on top of an open data layer and creates cultural value? And oh,
0: I think an um, important um, mm-hmm element is thinking about the capability of data and how it actually works that um, is not normally there, like uh, if you go to the British library site, they're unlikely to tell you how capable the data is because it's it's architect in a lovely way, whereas what we're really interested in is can you start using it in half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half? Yeah.
1: So the same way that this is kind of the, the five-star openness test, um, you know, this is this is you know, essentially a piece of paper <coughs> in a locked block filing cabinet in the basement uh, it gets to zero, or beautiful that amazing world of beautiful lots completely crossed, blue reference data at the five time, star we start to think about hackability scale where one is you've know, just given me a piece of paper and ask to hack with it two is this spreadsheet was designed by an idiot you know, <laughs> I would be very funny if you asked me to hack on this as part of a job that you were paying me for um, and five is you know, um, as Tom Armitage was saying, you know, it passes the P-test you can do something interesting with this data set in an hour in a language beginning with P so we kind of started to think about what it means to be working with this data in the context of a uh, um,
0: uh, hack day or... Or even just to kind of quick on prototyping. Yeah. I think that kind of my sort of longer interest is how can you evidence outcomes through making? Uh, how can you make things quickly that prove an idea that a land to have a Way of understanding and moving on, um, which is is in the arts is really lacking out of you know it's 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 very evident in artistic work, but is not really evident he- elsewhere. And, and that was a main interest Which kind of so kind of, being, um, of the the interesting mm-hmm. one of the interesting things
1: about the autistic work side of things is that um, you know cultural values like material. Value of material cultural objects is you know, there is a marketplace. Um We don't really have a defined marketplace for the kind of cultural formations of, of, um programming and apps and, so on. and it's a, you know strong market for usable apps. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But not so much one for um, digital works of art. And uh, actually, earlier you were talking about how we talk about all digital work. Yeah, yeah. Um, most of the kind of the discussion that you see of it from the cultural sector tends to be about how do we preserve this stuff, so I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone's watching the stuff that's going on at Cooper Hewitt, but the kind of the discussions about you know, how you would take planetary as an iPad and then yeah. accession that into a museum collection is absolutely fascinating it's the point in which they have printed out the code place, because that's the most <coughs> way to preserve the, code the cultural aspect in terms of the I think that's
0: um but which we move us on to. So one of the things we've been trying to understand, I guess, uh, is kind of what culture actually is and what it means, because if we're talking about cultural data, then you see meaning really limits. It can't just become everything uh, which it, it it has been dangerous to do. And I suppose what we're really aware of is kind of the kind of traditional ideas of high art, low art that might exist in a curated world. They begin to kind of blur. Um, you know, everybody's heard about those, um, the internet cats. Uh, what's the word, Me? the exhibition okay. uh, <laughs> in the uh, States, you know, like, you know, there's, there's kind of boundaries that are um, blurring, and I suppose as they blur in an institutional setting, what then happens to them kind of in, in the, um, um, wild, yeah. Because uh, is the
1: point which I disappeared down the more deer rabbit hole. Right. So you, you have to physically restrain me from running after the structurist thinkers. Terrifying. But this kind of thinking about cultural capital and the value of culture and the idea that there is this sort of uh, cultural capital a thing that people do to kind of, as a social status. But then also this kind of institutional cultural capital, which is essentially the art sector working to legitimise the kind of value of the creative and cultural interests as well. And we begin to kind of start thinking about, well, what do our new cultural institutions start feeling like when we are legitimating digital culture? This kind of, you know, who, who is the anthropologist in who is the person who is you know, the art historian? There we go. Art historians studying Brody culture. Are we beginning to kind of really take the whole of the internet seriously as culture? And you know, what does that mean? I kind of Well,
0: because actually, it becomes really interesting when you start thinking about uh, data that has provenance, that is uh, academically or expertly signed off. You know, Uh, so museum data, library data. What happens when it's out and it's running up against other work that is, is kind of not approved, that doesn't have, have um, prominence? What does it start to mean? And I suppose that what, uh, what we're really aware of is that the opportunity of popular open data in a way is much, much wider than is really imagined. Um, on the one hand, there's the opportunity to be findable, researchable, relevant, properly of and integrated in the internet. Um, on the other hand, there's this idea of it as a um, material, as a, um, and, and what becomes quite scary is that the material changes when you work with kind of, uh, the play. Um, changes enormously. Um, and yet, we e- expect if you're a, a, um, um, a librarian, you expect authority, you expect uh, correctness, you know. And there, there becomes this slightly longer term um, future that's very forecastable, that we're sort of avoiding. Because we're ignoring the idea that the data can and will and has to to change. Hmm.
1: So we actually, in, in the middle of the sort of we're actually fairly early in the process of making the um, uh, data repository for Rachel, um, you know, because we were all working remotely, a kind of um, an email appeared in my box one morning. To say, These categories, you know, they, they seem a little bit kind of. And, you know have we maybe considered like thinking about the Dewey system and, and you know how can we actually really kind of work with this as an ontology um, for which I, I deliver what, what referred to as the metadata slapdown which was, was it no the ontology <laughs> yeah, slapdown yeah. yeah. we'll which is not Well yes, yes no. <laughs> but no, let's not do that because actually you know as soon as you start going down that uh, path of okay how do we legitimate that data, how do we correctly um check of stuff in the long term um, you end up in a kind of something that ends up in 3DB, um, and uh, it, it, it is absolutely boggling how many different sort of schemas and, and vocabularies and ontologies there are out there just for describing kind of creative works. And you very rapidly um, use up all of your time kind of thinking about is this the right way of classifying it rather than just doing the work of going. You know, here is the thing itself. So so there is a kind of need for both this institutionalised, very formal way of looking at cultural data, but also a really, really quick and dirty way that's based on this.
0: Now, we only have, like, two minutes left. So, (laughs) uh, examples of things that we like, that are opportunities that... Uh, kind of years ago when we saw sort of Dr. Hack it was partly because the most interesting work was being made by people at home uh, it wasn't being created by uh, the institutions um, this is right this is kind of and I think partly
1: yeah. not being created by the institutions because if uh, uh, an institu- a cultural institution starts to try and make for instance this is a database of. Plays the actual performances. They fall into the um ontology track and it's kind of massive.
0: Looks a bit like this one mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, yeah because that one. Like Hi. This this is what yeah. happens
1: if you ask a really really tiny arts organisation to draw a data model.
0: Yeah.
1: Um That was that was a really interesting. The thing I love most
0: about this is the, like they included Ben. Just want to say a uh, yeah, and then just like really, really quickly, another couple of things that we like. What do we like? We I don't even know what this is. Oh, this is some
1: Pete's Road. This was a, a project I did with a company called Story Things and Joe's Bible. You might have seen this week really that amazing um, video in uh, a billboard in. Um, oh yeah, yeah. The points to places they go past.
0: Who did he circus? <laughs> do you know the the um, the big recording that is normally the quote? Yeah, there is a
1: video um, ad which well, reads which, shareways. Which, shareways, which reads like flight api's, and it will trigger a kind of the key or the cut the polar plane and the sky and the information happens. And we, we used a very similar thing in a project that I did a few years ago pulling the data from the flight api just to give it that kind of like slight sense of uncanniness. Huh
0: this project might know what you were doing. Um, and actually, this one here, about Jane. this it not rendering terribly in well the on the uh, screen, um, but it's actually in the line here, and it's, uh, it, tell, it tells you the kind of the plans at any moment. And it's a kind of simple, glanceable, E- example of actually how, in this instance, art has been made out of out of the data that isn't cultural. It's kind of um, the data about the height of the uh, of the uh, of the, um, river has turned into art. Uh, one more, um, <laughs> I think that's uh, oh, yeah.
1: um, what's this? so this is this is really interesting this, this is uh, by oh. Eric Voss, yes, yes. who the, the Tate released all of their collections data um, metadata metadata sorry uh, so essentially the information about everything that's in the take collections uh, released it onto GitHub which is eight really nicely done um, it's actually quite dull <laughs> when you poke into it, it's, it's just—it is, you know its its, it's like, hey guys, we released and all pictures of our index right. cards. Brilliant. Really? Um, but uh, Charcour, um ran uh, essentially a mock chain, boss. I'm guessing across it, and we mixed uh, something like eight billion different Some new artworks, yeah. just by sort of taking the existing words and probabilities mm-hmm. of these. And rewriting into
0: a kind of an infamous, number of possibilities of that have been imagined by a computer think you've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute